There may be some sins of which man cannot speak, but there is no sin which the blood of Jesus Christ cannot wash away. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Listening to Someone's Praying for You with Evangelist Oliver Areza from West Union, West Virginia. Take hold of your Bible now and get your heart ready for a heartwarming song and a message from God's Word. And now, here is Evangelist Oliver Areza. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Oliver Areza reminding you once again that someone is praying for you. Well, friend, what a delight, what a joy. Thank you so much for spending this time with us this weekend. And I trust that the Word of God will be a source of strength and blessing and encouragement to you. My, my, I just love radio, love everything about it. It is the missionary that never sleeps 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can hear some of the finest gospel music, Bible preaching, Bible teaching on this fine station. And I hope that you'll take the time and just let the management know how appreciative you are for them providing good, sound, fundamental Bible teaching, preaching on this station. And we just thank the Lord for it all. I've been now a, a gospel broadcaster for, oh Lord have mercy, 20 years now, to God be the glory, and we just thank the Lord for it. Of course, we know that the Word of God is going out. We hear from our listeners and some of our stations, others, we don't hear much from them, but we know that the Word of God is not going to return void. God is going to use it as He intends. Amen. And we just trust in the power of the Word of God, and no doubt God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So what a joy, what an honor it is to come into your home or your vehicle Wherever you may be picking up the broadcast, got an email just a couple of um, just a little while ago about some friends that I knew many years ago back in Texas, and uh, he is a uh, he is um, a traveling uh, scientist and chemist, and now living in Belgium. And uh, someone told him about our streaming, and we have now regular listener uh, from the country of Belgium, there in Brussels. And isn't it amazing what is uh, produced right here in this small town of West Union, West Virginia, has the potential now to go all over the world in real time. Whatever we're 
preaching or playing or singing on the station here in North Central West Virginia, WVGV 89.7 West Union 96.7 in Clarksburg. Of course, streaming online at WVGV Radio. And hearing at the exact time anywhere in the world. What a blessing. Radio is one of the only tools that God has given us that allows us to reach our Jerusalem and our Judea and our Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world all at the same time. What is being preached, what's being proclaimed right now at our station, WVGV, is heard on the other side of the world. Boy, I like that. That just is a blessing to me. That is a that is an absolutely it's mind boggling to me to think about the potential. We really don't know where these radio signals or this streaming service is uh, where it's extending to. I know just to the west of us here in West Union we have our North Central Regional Jail. And the signal goes strong into that jail. And then to the east of us, we have a medium security prison in Salem, West Virginia. And the signal goes strong into that, uh, that facility. We've had calls as far north on the north side of uh, the Ohio River from folks that listen to our broadcast or the radio station from uh, that part of Ohio down to Huttonsville, West Virginia. And uh, just, we don't, you don't ever, ever know. I was uh, traveling down to the southern part of the state recently and picked it up, uh, oh, probably about, um, oh, mile marker 80, 85 on uh, 79 coming up. There's even been a couple of places by Medina Road over on 77 as you're headed south. I picked it up on some of those high points. And I picked it up uh, over in the Marietta area as I'm going north on 77. Now, the, the signal is not super strong, but sometimes at the very right place, uh, the signal's picked up loud and clear. So you never really know where it's, uh, where it's going, but it's going forth. And uh, think about the text verse. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Nothing seems so foolish to the lost world like the preaching of the gospel. Why would I need Christ? Why do I need forgiveness? Why do I need salvation? Many times they look at it because they feel that sin and selfishness and the, and the self-life and the worldly life brings so much satisfaction but that pleasure that it brings, the pleasure that sin brings, is only for a season. And then you have to wake up and face the reality of it, the emptiness and the vanity and the heartache and the loneliness and the sadness that it brings with it. But, old oh friend, when you meet Jesus Christ, the lover of our souls, and you trust Him, you see your need of salvation, your need of God, in your life, you see that it, he, he makes a big difference and life is worth living when you meet Jesus. Well, we have been talking about, um, of course, the passage that we opened up with, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, 
but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And we've been challenge you with the thought of the preaching of the cross. And so many times uh, when, we, when, when that comes to mind, what is the preacher saying? Is he talking about preaching of the cross, um, the, a wood cross set up on a hill somewhere? Is he talking about a gold or silver cross dangling from a beautiful chain around someone's neck? When he talks about the preaching of the cross, is he thinking about, um, you know, uh, a wooden cross at the front of a building behind the baptistry or a church sign out front? Well, my friend, there's nothing, there's nothing that is, has the ability to save us looking at that cross. But it was the literal work that took place upon the cross that the scripture is, is uh, pulling out, that it's drawing our attention to. When the theme of the cross is lifted up before us in its historical setting, we can hardly understand really the horror that is associated with it. I want you to listen to this description that I'm going to read. I found this. It's written by a man by the name of, oh, let's see here if I can find, uh, find the name of this uh, man that wrote this. I am not seeing it right now, but I think as I'm going through my notes, I'll be able to find it to you. But listen to these words. When the subject of the cross is chosen as a preaching topic, history's portrayal of it is illustrated with hard words such as agony, torture, anguish, misery, pain, shame, suffering, humiliation, dishonor, till finally death. One author stated it this way. Death by crucifixion seems to include all that pain and death can have of the horrible and ghastly. Dizziness, cramp, thirst, starvation, sleeplessness, traumatic fever, publicity of shame, long continuance of torment, horror of anticipation, mortification of unintended wounds, all intensified just up to the point at which they can be endured at all, but all stopping just short of the point which would give to the sufferer the relief of unconsciousness. The unnatural position made every movement painful. The lacerated veins and crushed tendons throbbed with incessant anguish. The wounds inflamed by exposure gradually gangrened. The arteries, especially of the head and stomach, became swollen and oppressed with surcharged blood. And while each variety of misery went on gradually increasing, there was added to them that intolerable pang of a burning and raging thirst. Such was the death to which Jesus Christ, the begotten Son of God, was doomed. And that comes from Ferrier's Life of Christ. When we think of the preaching of the cross, friend, we're not just talking about a wooden cross on a hillside somewhere, but we're talking about what Jesus endured upon that cross so that each and every one of us could be saved, that we could be forgiven. I know that sometimes people don't like those terms. You must be born again. You have to be saved. You have to be redeemed. You have to be forgiven. 
But friend, because we are all sinners and sinners indeed before God, we need to be forgiven. And if we never come to that understanding, that reality, then we're never ever going to sense our need to cry out for salvation, forgiveness. We have got to come to the point where we understand that we need God. And if we don't get God in our life, we are doomed to a Christless eternity, the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. And friend, there's only one way to God, and that is through His precious Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only way, the only way. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. Well, I'm going to ask the Lord's blessing on the sermon today. And then we're going to enjoy a beautiful mountain melody rendition of I Can See Forever From Here. It is a song that is talking about the blessing of eternal life. The blessing of eternal salvation. By the way, friend, eternal salvation is the only kind of salvation that the Word of God speaks of. If we are not saved eternally, then we are not saved forever. We are not saved at all. If the salvation that we have received from God through Jesus Christ and His work upon the cross, His death and burial and His glorious resurrection, if that salvation that that uh, comes from God is not an eternal salvation, then there is no salvation. That means if it's not in all in Christ and His work and His resurrection, then that means some of it is up to me. Some of it is up to you. And friend, the Bible says, says in us, I'm paraphrasing, dwelleth no good thing. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, my friend, the Bible says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by, uh, justified not by the works of the law, but by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. It's what the Word of God teaches. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then he goes on to say in verse number 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now notice the salvation comes first in, in, um, in verse number 8 and 9. And then the works come in verse number 10. You see, the good works, that they are a byproduct of that relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not a helping of, of our salvation. The salvation is by grace through faith, not, not of works lest any man should boast. But those works come as a result of that relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about it a little bit more, but we're going to have prayer and enjoy this beautiful rendition of I Can See Forever From Here. And that's what I want for you, friend.
I want you to be able to lay your head at night and know absolutely for sure that heaven is your home and you are resting 100% upon the work of Jesus Christ and His glorious resurrection. Father, we pray now for your blessing upon this preaching and teaching today. Lord, your word tells us that narrow is the way uh, to salvation. Broad is the way to destruction. And we know there's only one way to you, and that's through your precious Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you would open up the hearts and minds and understanding of these that are listening that do not know absolutely for sure that heaven is their eternal home. Blessed we pray, we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus, and for His glory, amen, and amen, and amen. I see the beauty that surrounds me like the clover in the meadow and the weeping willow swaying in the breeze. I see the earth that God created and I'm thankful for the privilege just to live this simple life He gave to me. And though I know that I'm not worthy to befriend the soul's creator, still I know He wants to fellowship with me. Help me not to waste complaining all the days I have remaining, but place me on the path where I should be. And I can see forever from here, high upon the mountain, heaven feels so near. Though the valley makes me stronger, can I stay a little longer? Where the sun is always shining and the sky is always clear, Lord, I can see forever from here. I feel the warmth of the sunshine like the morning in the springtime. When the flowers bloom, I hear a happy song. In the trees the birds are singing, I can hear the church bells ringing, all the trials of yesterday today are gone. But in that valley far behind me there are lessons that remind me, though the darkest days my Lord was with me still. Now the grass could not be greener, nor the victory any sweeter, when I finally reach the top of the hill. And I can see forever from here, high upon the mountain, heaven feels so near. Though the valley makes me stronger, and I stay a little longer, where the sun is always shining, and the sky is always clear, Lord, I can see forever from here. I can see forever from here. I can see forever from here. From the rough beams of an old despised rugged cross dangle some of the grandest truths, the most wonderful news anyone could ever know. Then there's no way in the world that I could uh, speak about all of them, but we've been looking at one particular thought, and that is the thought of redemption. The preaching of the cross 
demonstrates the power of God in the work of redemption. And what we have talked about in previous broadcasts is the act of redemption deals with the slave state of sin out of which mankind is, has been redeemed when they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We talked about the price of that, uh, that paid for our redemption, of course, was the blood of Jesus Christ. And then thirdly, we've talked about, and lastly, I mean, we're talking about the change of ownership once we've been redeemed. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. My friend, when you get born again, it is literally a new beginning. You have a new outlook on life. I was just recently at a football camp that I help with every year. And a friend of mine gave his testimony. And he said this, and I've only heard a few men articulate it this way. But he said to me, he said to us, as he was preaching to us, when I got saved, he said it was like the first thing, I, I, it was the first time that I ever smelt air. I've heard other men say it was the first time when I got born again it was like my eyes were open. It was the first time I ever noticed the sky or the clouds. Or ever heard, first time I ever heard birds singing. Or ever just saw the magnificence of God's creation. My friend, when you get saved, this redemption that I'm talking about, it is a change of ownership. You become a new creature in Christ. You no longer belong to sin. That's why you don't enjoy it like you used to. Oh, you might go back to it, but it doesn't bring that same satisfaction and it brings guilt and shame and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't satisfy any longer. You see, the price of sin has been paid for completely by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, friend, the curse of the law has been born for us through the offering of the sinless life of Jesus Christ upon the old rugged cross. And the redeemed are now brought into the liberty of the sons of God. And the result of this position of the believer brought about all through redemption. The Bible says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Friend, right now, why don't you find a place to pull your vehicle on the side of the road, make an altar, and cry out to God and ask Him to forgive you and ask Him to save you. Thank Him for His work upon the cross. Thank Him for the, uh, the privilege of forgiveness of sin and redemption. I hope that you will. Make sure and get a piece of paper ready and uh, take down the announcer's information and we'll get a hold of you or you can get in contact with us and we'll send you some literature to help you grow in this in this new relationship that's been established with God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Be encouraged, friends, and remember, someone's praying for you. You have been listening to Someone's Praying for You with Evangelist Oliver Areza. If you would like to know how to become a Christian, we have free literature that we would love to send you. Write to us at Areza Revival Ministries at P.O. Box 301, West Union, West Virginia, 26456. 
If you would like more information about this ministry, log on to our website at oliverareza.com. To contact us by phone, dial 304-873-1049. This weekly radio program is listener-supported or is being underwritten by Areza Revival Ministries, Incorporated of West Union, West Virginia. Do the clouds around you gather in the midst of the storm is your ship Tossed and battered, are you weary and worn? Don't lose hope, someone's praying for you this very day, and peace be still, it's already home. So